G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We're joined by a sports reporter from Perth Now Local with more and more bylines in the West Australian as well. His name is Ben Smith and he joins us on the Overnight Crowd. G'day, Ben. Hey, Hida. How are you doing? Good, thank you, mate. Thanks for the time once again. Uh, another week, unfortunately, a couple of more postponements. This time we saw the F3 Derby between Newcastle and the Central Coast postponed. The Jets were meant to play the Mariners for their first game in close to a month, but there's been a spike of cases. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, Newcastle finding themselves in a very similar position to uh, Perth Glory at the moment in that uh, they, they, you know, they're going... On uh, more than a month without a game, it's uh, a re- real shame. I, feel, I got to Friday morning and I was still hopeful of uh, the F3 derby going ahead. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, about I think it was around mid-morning uh, uh, WA time, I you know saw saw the news trickle through that there'd been a uh, couple of uh, a couple more positive cases in uh, in the. Uh, well, in the squads, and uh, yeah, it was never going to be uh, go ahead after that. So, uh, yeah, it, once again, you know, I feel like a broken record, but it just sucks to see so many games, you know, constantly called off. Uh, yeah. You know, we looked for a second about midweek that we might actually get a full slate or, you know, at least four games uh, uh, in the bag this week, but unfortunately, uh, we had to make do with two. So a doubleheader of sorts tonight, a bold strategy considering how starved we've been of A-League men's football to play two at the same time. But here we are. Uh, up first, Adelaide United versus Melbourne City. Another cracker of a match between the two. Uh, City ahead twice before United pulled them back. A 10-man City hanging on in the end as well for a point. 2-0, uh, uh, the final scoreline. Yeah, it was a good, uh, you know, good, another good comeback from Adelaide United. You know, they've, uh, they've made a bit of a habit of this. Uh, recently, you know, the fighting spirit is, uh, you know, is there, is always there in uh, South Australia. Uh, you know, it makes it uh, even more uh, impressive that they've done it without Ben Halloran, who's obviously uh, joined Seoul uh, in the K League. Uh, you know, a huge loss to them. He was uh, their most creative player, so you know, they're really going to uh, miss him. Uh, they have replaced him uh, somewhat with uh, Bernardo the uh, son of uh, Adelaide legend Cassio, which is a, a really really cool to see the son of a you know a beloved cult A League men's figure uh, you know start to uh, make some waves in the league. Um, yeah, just, like you say, you know twice coming from behind. Uh, with Andrew Boot uh, scored again, uh, you know starting and Jamie McLaren uh, in the second half. Uh, but each time Melbourne City hit the league, you know pegged back first by George Blackwood. Uh, who was, you know, otherwise quiet. I thought, you know, Reyes did a, you know, a pretty good job on them, on uh, on Blackwood. And, uh, yeah, and then by uh, the new Japanese signing, Hiroshi uh, Ubus, Ubus, sorry, Ibusuki. Sorry, I should, should be, I'd, would you believe I actually uh, studied Japanese in high school and just butchered the uh, pronunciation of their new Japanese signings uh, uh, last time. But, yeah, um, uh, I was, I, to be honest, I had kind of had my eye on the other game, the Sydney Brisbane game, so I was kind of flicking in and out of the Adelaide uh, Melbourne game. But uh, the reports on Twitter uh, were that uh, uh, Ibu Suki was uh, really good and he you know, uh, was the quickest to react to a rebound about six minutes from time and uh, managed to convert. Yeah, um, Melbourne City losing Nuno Reyes to a red card as well was, uh, 
are you know really bad. They're already missing uh, uh, Scott Jamison. He's uh, suspended. Well, he played Jamison played in this game, but he's he picked up a yellow, which means he'll be suspended for the next match. Uh, and they're already missing uh, Curtis Good through uh, COVID, unfortunately. So uh, yeah, but Melbourne City plays Sydney next, and they'll be missing uh, Reyes, Jamison, and uh, Curtis Good by the sounds of things, uh, which is, you know, makes makes it really tricky. And for a Melbourne City side at the moment, who are you know stumbling and you know haven't yet reproduced the form which saw them uh, you know, sweep uh, sweep the rest of the league last season, it's uh, not good. I uh, I don't mind uh, the pronunciation or the enunciation of the name because it's that wonderful time of year where it is uh, the lead up to the Australian Open where it's uh, just you know uh, good luck with uh, most of the names that are around uh, for uh, some of the players that are getting involved. But uh, to that game that uh, you did catch up with mostly Ben, uh, both goals coming in the space of six minutes in the first half in that Sydney FC versus Brisbane Raw match, and they uh, eventually played out a draw to that scoreline one all. Yeah, for me, this is quite a fascinating game because I was really high on Brisbane in pre-season. I tipped them to be a finals team. Um, I tipped Sydney to be a finals team as well. Um, but was kind of um, I was really high on Brisbane. And, uh, yeah, so far this season, this, uh, season both Brisbane and Sydney have, uh, you know, been very underwhelming uh, for the most part. Brisbane uh, still yet to win a game, but they will take some solace from this uh from this performance, especially because, you know, they hadn't played, uh, you know, that Day League men's game in a while. So, yeah, it was, it was an important point for Momoroni against the Sydney side, uh, which, you know, both teams had uh, chances. Uh, you know, there was, I thought, uh, you know, Elver, uh, Anthony Caceres' goal was uh, produced by a fantastic run from Elvis Cam Sober, who, you know, she told me about nine months ago he'd be a really important a-League men's player, uh, I probably would have looked at you uh, like uh, like you were maybe uh, talking nonsense. Uh, uh, Cam Sober's been fantastic. He's been uh, reborn since he moved up uh, to Sydney from Melbourne Victory. Uh, and, yeah, a fantastic run and dribble and, uh, yeah, a lovely pass to uh, slide, uh, which he slid in behind the defence for Caceres to finish with a uh, nice... Nice finish, and then uh, six minutes later, as you said, uh, Nikola Milusinic, who's had a, I thought, pretty disappointing uh, season so far, uh, had a bit of luck fall his way. Uh, you know, kind of a quick snapshot, um, you know, from the edge of a box, and uh, Andrew Redmayne in goals, I thought probably should have done better. I think he actually helped the shot into the net, uh, unfortunately. And uh, I thought, I thought the point was the draw was probably fair for both sides. Um, you know, it was really good to see uh, you know, uh, Matty Steinman from Brisbane. I thought he was fantastic in midfield. Uh, you know, Jay O'Shea is always uh, impressive. Caceres was really good as well. Cam Sober had his moments. Uh, and Scott Neville uh, for Brisbane as well at centre-back did a really good job on uh, Trent Bahaja, who uh, is you know, blindingly quick, and I thought Neville did a fantastic job of snuffing out every counter-attack opportunity uh, for Brisbane. So... Yeah, you know, it wasn't the win that Brisbane needed to lift themselves off the uh, off the foot of the table, but nonetheless, I think uh, yeah, they will. There'll be plenty of positives to take uh, from that game for them. Melbourne Victory uh, have been served uh, with a show cause notice by Football Australia following claims that uh, Adelaide United midfielder Josh Cavallo was subjected to homophobic abuse by uh, Victory supporters last weekend. Is there a punishment of some kind that comes from this? Uh, enough is enough around this. Yeah, I sure hope so. 
Um, I think when I first saw the news about Carvalho, you know, saying that he had been, uh, you know, abused at the game, uh, and you know, some of it was homophobic in nature, uh, I, I, you know, was quite furious to hear, you know, he had been on the receiving end of that, and I think I did say, you know, I would like to say, see people, uh, you know, give it out lifespans. Um, I think kind of now it's calmed down a bit. I think. Uh, you know, like I, I mean, the, the culprits need to be punished. Um, they need to understand, be made to understand that that sort of uh, language, you know, and that sort of abuse. Well, no abuse is ever you know warranted, but uh, you know, they need to understand that, especially homophobic abuse. Yeah, has no place in sport. You know, the sport is for everyone, um, and you know, I think. There needs to be some sort of punishment. You know, this, I'm not, you know, I, obviously the, the stadium and the club and the league are still working out, you know, who, you know, who the culprits are. And look, there's a chance that, you know, the culprits are maybe, you know, some, you know, some teenagers, some, you know, some idiots who, or some idiots, you know, who don't, haven't quite grasped, you know, the severity of their actions, or didn't quite grasp the severity of their actions that made, uh, made those comments. And, you know, if, if that is the case, I would like to see, you know, obviously I think, you know, some sort of ban is needed and a big punishment, but also, you know, maybe just some education around why, you know, what they did was, uh, you know, uh, so so harmful and why it shouldn't be tolerated, you know, especially if it is kids. Like, you know, like 18-year-olds say some stupid things. I said some dumb things when I was 18, um, you know, and, you know, if, I hope that, you know, the leagues are able to, if that is the case, if, you know, the culprits are very young, that the league uses this as a, you know, punishes them, but also uses this as a learning opportunity for them. Um, but having said that, if it is people who should know better, I have no qualms with them getting lengthy bans. Um, you know, this, this sort of stuff needs to be stamped out. And, you know, I firmly believe you can stamp this sort of stuff out with, you know, education and, you know, being, you know, being uh, not just meeting fire with fire, but I also think, you know, given the nature of what has gone on, you do need some sort of hefty punishment, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, to some women's action, uh, Maria Rojas has had a day versus Canberra United today, scoring a hat-trick and helping Sydney FC hammer Canberra United 6-0 and extend their unbeaten run so far this season. Yeah, I believe that was uh, Canberra's uh, biggest ever loss in the A-League women's. Uh, so, yeah, you know, if it, all right, we're accustomed to uh, M. Rojas lighting up the field for Melbourne victory. Uh, this time, yeah, with uh, Maria Rojas of Sydney, she, uh, you know, a uh, you know, half 36-minute hat-trick. Uh, great stuff. And it, the Sydney machine keeps on rolling. I know they lost, uh, you know, Courtney Vine to Matilda's uh, duty. Uh, but, hey, it doesn't look like they missed her at all. You know, to roll in six goals. Uh, from, you know, 13 shots on target as well. It's pretty, you know, 6 out of 13 is a pretty good uh, conversion rate. And, uh, yeah, just sad to see Canberra uh, fall so far as well. You know, they were, you know, they had, uh, there's been a bit, it's been a steady decline for Canberra. And, you know, you know at their peak, they were the A-League women's team, but everyone looked to, you know, to, as the benchmark where they've been, uh, yeah, they've been disappoint. They've been disappointing recently. Um, you know, especially this year. You know, they've uh, you know from six games a year to win one. 
Uh, you know, they're only a point ahead of Wellington at the bottom of the, uh, the bottom of the table. Uh, it's yeah, it's not good what what's going on for them. But you know, like I said, on the flip side, Sydney uh, making their title intentions loud and clear, and they look uh, yeah, they look like the runaway favourites at this point. Melbourne City uh, got past Adelaide United 1-0 at Cooper's Stadium as well. Uh, Rihanna Policina scored the only goal of the game and City consolidating themselves in second place on the table. Yeah, uh, Melbourne City, again, they, they probably look like the biggest challenges. I'm not quite uh, sold on Melbourne Victory's title credentials this season. And Adelaide has kind of been, you know, there or thereabouts. You know, I watched them a couple of weeks ago play... Uh, First glory women, and uh, they were yeah, they were pretty good. Um, so yeah, it's a big result for uh, Rano Vidasic's team. Uh, Rihanna Polinka, uh, Polichina, sorry, uh, yeah, great, uh, you know, well-taken goal, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a deserved win for Melbourne City. They had 58 percent possession, you know, 12 shots to seven. Uh, you know, just looks you know, the, the better side, and uh, yeah, they you know. After you know six games this season, you know they've only lost once. They by all account, like they look like Sydney's main uh, challenges for the title. Not sure how much uh, Africa Cup of Nations you've been getting around, Ben, but the uh, chaos between Tunisia and Mali as the referee had an early dinner reservation or something because that guy just uh, wanted to get out of there asap. I'm not sure if you caught up with that one, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, that was. Uh... I, I obviously I didn't watch it live, but yeah, re, like catching up on it afterwards, just uh, yeah, it's it's so disappointing because you know there's been a lot of you know outcry and like whinging from the Premier League that the Cup of Nations is going ahead because you know all that oh, all the English Premier League teams are losing their African players, um, which you know is very childish. You know um, why should they be denied the chance to represent their? Uh, their countries on the world stage, you know, it's like the same thing, you know, with the Socceroos, I remember back in the day, you know, it was all outcry from, you know, they, from the likes of uh, Harry Kewell and Mark Paducah's clubs when they wanted to play for Australia and their clubs kind of kicked up a storm. Thankfully, it's not quite that bad uh, anymore, but I, I, you know, I really sympathise with uh, uh, what's, what's going on um, in the Cup of Nations and the fact that players kind of had to fight to uh, to represent their countries and yeah it's been a uh, it's been a pretty fun tournament so far but yeah you know like like you say the um, refereeing controversy there um, uh, Jenny Sikazwe uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right so uh, you know final five minutes it just uh, it's like something from a comedy film it brings to mind you know the Graham Pole disaster class we uh, got in the 2006 World Cup. So when he, uh, you know, first he blows for full time five minutes early, then he ignores uh, a VAR recommendation to overturn a red card, and then uh, he once again blows for full time uh, with about 18 seconds of regular time, still still going. It was, uh, you know, and Tunisia, you know, both teams just absolutely incredulous, uh, especially Tunisia, you know, they were 1-0 down as well. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just an absolute... Um, you know, an absolute malpractice of refereeing, unfortunately. <laughs> just 
the looks on some of the players and the officials' faces of, uh, no, no, mate, uh, sorry, that's not what our watches are saying here. And then he has a second crack at it, still short of, uh, you know, any added time or anything like that. And the best part was the press conference afterwards where uh, the coach gets interrupted and they say, come on, back out in the field, we're going to try and finish this off. And uh, I think it was a Tunisia that said, no, 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 that's all right, you can just have the win. We're not going to come back out and keep uh, participating yeah. in any of this. Yeah, it was uh, Coach Monda Kabea. Uh, he said the players were in the ice baths when they were asked to uh, <laughs> retake the field. So, uh, Fair uh, yeah, normally players can't normally players can't wait to get out of ice baths. But I feel this may have been a slightly different proposition. Yeah, true. Uh, we'll finish on some uh, Premier League action. Uh, Brighton overcoming a missed penalty and also had a goal disallowed to uh, get themselves a one-all draw with uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, Joachim Anderson, unfortunately, popping up late with an own goal. You just hate to see it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, no, no one ever seems to like it. Well, no, no one ever likes to see own goals. And, uh, I, you know, I actually woke up this morning and, I think the first thing, I woke up a bit earlier, unfortunately, and saw the you know, Colin Gallagher had scored again for Crystal Palace. He's having a fine, really fine season. And, uh, yeah, it looked like that was going to be enough for Crystal Palace. Uh, by all accounts, you know, they were tremendously outplayed by Brighton, who had 64% possession, 19 shots to three. Uh, yeah, Brighton were the better team. And, you know, I think they probably deserved all three points, you know, just looking at the stats box. But, uh, you know, I'm sure given the circumstances, they'll take one. Wolves versus uh, Southampton also coming up a bit later tonight. Just one loss from their last uh, 11 league games versus the Saints for the Wolves. Uh, They've scored in each of the last 10 times versus Southampton as well. Now, as a Saints fan, this feels like I'm in a little bit of danger tonight. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, you know, Wolves have been, uh, you know, they've really turned their season around. They started the season very slowly. Um, You know, even when they were, you know, picking up a few wins earlier in the season, there was a sense from supporters, and you know, trust me on this. My dad's a Wolves fan. Um, that they were, you know, they were, you know, really weren't playing well, and they were getting very lucky. But yeah, you know, they've um, a bit got one of the best defenses in the league. They've only conceded fourteen goals in nineteen games, which is pretty damn good. Um, the, the trouble is, they've only scored fourteen goals in uh, in those nineteen games, which is uh, yep. no, there's only one team worse than that, and that's Norwich City, who are bottom of the pile. So. Uh, yeah, um, you know that they've built their uh, their recent success on uh, on good form, and uh, yeah, Southampton. You know, I feel they've been a bit up and down all season, uh, but you know, it's uh, still they've still had a um, you know nine draws means they've been pretty hard to beat, and you know, I think you know Saints fans will take a lot of solace from that, and uh, yeah, you know, two mid-table teams. Uh, you know, Southampton probably need this if they want to stay in. T- you know. Uh, a win in Southampton, you know, not too far off, you know, fifth spot. Like, you know, if, uh, I believe Arsenal and Tottenham play t- tomorrow night. But, you know, a, a win here for Southampton mate, probably takes them into the top half of the off the table. So, you know, it's something to hang your hat on if you're a Southampton fan. Newcastle versus Watford, and Newcastle are one from their last 10 versus Watford. But with the additions of Kieran Trippier and also Chris Wood, could we see a bit of a change of fortunes in uh, what is now a salvage mission for Newcastle? A relegation six-pointer, a good old-fashioned one of those. Uh, yeah, two good signings. Trippier, you know, brings a lot of class, uh, you know, a, a pretty good pick-up for Newcastle. You know, he's just an instant upgrade in quality. And Chris Wood is a, you know, a seasoned uh English Premier League striker at this point. 
Uh, we don't talk enough about him. You know, he's um, you know, in fact, he's been in the, uh, the Premier League for so long, um, and yeah, he's you know, oh, he may, but he probably is, you know, New Zealand's greatest ever uh, footballer at this point. You know, he's uh, scored 27 goals in 60 games for the for the All Whites, and uh, yeah, he's got a pretty good career in Premier League. You know, uh, just under 50 goals uh, in 150, just under 150 games for Burnley. Uh, so he knows where you know he knows where the net is to uh, to use a very uh, uh, well worn football cliche. Uh, he knows how to stick the round thing in the rectangle thing. Uh, yeah, and yeah, he's a really good uh, pickup, especially with the fact you know Burnley are only you know uh, one spot on the table ahead of Newcastle, and Newcastle effectively nicked their best player off them. It's a very shrewd uh, signing by the Toon Army, and. Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, very interesting to to watch them the rest of the season. I think you know they'll probably bolster the team a bit more, and uh, yeah, hopefully you know I I kind of like I like I kind of like Newcastle, you know the club, but you know I'm not a big fan of their, their new owners. So uh, yeah, I mean I wouldn't be upset to see the uh, team owned by uh, an Arab oil state go down, but, you know, I also have a lot of respect for the club. So, uh, yeah, I will be uh, definitely keep, be keeping an eye on uh, their performances, especially if they can bring in a couple more uh, good signings. Aston Villa versus Man United, and Villa haven't defeated Man United at home since August 1995. It's the longest winless home run one side has against another in the history of the AFL. But with all that said, United are built different uh, this time around, shall we say. Well, that's what they're telling us all. Um, you know, they uh, Aston Villa and Man United want you know Man United want everyone to know that you know they've turned over a new leaf and this is the new then. It's you know it's typical New Year's resolution stuff, really. Um, uh, yeah, but Steven Gerrard is already uh, Aston Villa manager already trying to wind up uh, Man United fans by saying Old Trafford's not loud and. Uh, yeah, they're playing really well under uh, Stevie G, which is a you know good sign for good sign. I was you know very curious to see how they would uh, they would go under the Liverpool legend, and uh, yeah, it's not going too badly at the moment. They've you know uh, lost a couple of ga- lost a couple of games recently, but you know I think uh, they've still got a couple of games on hand on the teams above them, and uh, yeah, you don't really know what you're going to get with uh, Man United at the moment. You know they've dropped a seven. You know, Ra- uh, Ra- Ranganik was meant to be, you know, the saviour, air quotes, but yeah, he, he's really a uh, flattered to deceive. And, you know, it just feels like the same Man- Manchester United, uh, uh, but just with a, a new German manager instead of their, you know, uh, fan favourite Ole. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, and Ranganik is, you know, meant, you know, I know he's only the interim, but it doesn't bode well for his, you know, you know he's going to be the cons- uh, club consultant after his spell as manager ends. and. Yeah, it doesn't bode well for his involvement at the club, but at a later level and at a higher up level, that you know they are really uh, not looking that all that great under him. West Ham versus Leeds United. The Hammers currently in fourth spot on the table. They meet a Leeds side that could be missing eleven or twelve players. Uh, this sounds like carnage. Yeah, Leeds have really struggled with uh, absentees, and you know, I feel pretty pretty bad for them. Unfortunately, they've. Uh, yeah, they it's it's pretty pretty tough for them. I think if they you know Bielsa will do uh, what he can to uh, you know stem, stem the tide, but you know with West Ham having the season they're having, 
uh, is going to be really tough for the uh, ways, like you say, especially with the absentees. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really brutal out there. And, you know, like, um, I don't think, this, you know, there's always there's a lot of talk this is kind of a Bielsa sheen has kind of worn off leads. But in reality, like you say, when there are that many, you know, injuries and, you know, COVID and forced outs and he's having to use so many people from the... Uh, from a youth team, uh, you know, it's it makes it very hard to uh, make any progress in the league. And you know, I think if they can avoid relegation this this year, which you know I think they will, um, as they get players coming back in, uh, that you know I think they they'll be they'll take that. You know, this feels a bit like a lost season for Leeds, unfortunately. Um, whereas West Ham will you know use it as a, as a top opportunity to strengthen their hold on the top floor, especially with. Uh, Fifth and sixth place, uh, Arsenal and Tottenham playing each other on uh, Sunday night as well. Yeah, we'll finish up with uh, Tottenham versus Arsenal. Tottenham unbeaten in uh, the last seven at home versus the Gunners. But Arsenal chasing their first uh, league double over the Spurs in almost a decade. It's a big game for a couple of underachieving sides so far this season. It is. And, uh, you know, I think Tottenham uh, have been, uh, you know, really good under Conte. You know, they're just starting to get back to the side that we kind of all hope that they can be. Uh, it should be a really good game. I've been really impressed with uh, Arsenal whenever I've watched them this year. I think uh, they were very good against Manchester City uh, a couple of weeks ago. I thought, you know, Mikel Arteta had them firing on all cylinders until uh, Granite Shaka gave away a you know, uh, <laughs> silly, but uh, a silly, you know, penalty, which maybe or maybe wasn't a penalty, but, uh, you know, probably shouldn't have been grabbing the player's shirt in the box. And then, uh, yeah, I think it was Gabriel who got himself sent off for a very needless second yellow, and uh, Man City ended up getting that very late win, which uh, you know, put them ten points clear in the title race. Uh, so you know, that, you know that game uh, shapes is a huge one. Uh, you know, I do have a lot of uh, respect for the Arsenal Tottenham rivalry, and I do love, I do often love watching it. Um, both these teams have been playing some good football as recent, so it should be another cracking game. Before I let you go, uh, Ben, uh, any thoughts on Devin Booker and uh, he's falling out with uh, Toronto Raptors mascot, the Raptor, during the week? <laughs> oh, this is, uh, yeah, this is absolutely wonderful. Uh, Devin, uh, yeah, it's, this is the sort of stuff the NBA needs. It does. You know, the, yeah. fact, <laughs> like, the fact that Booker has kind of made, made a bit of a joke of it and um, you know, made, had a laugh about it, you know, people are still getting really upset and, you know, spamming his, you know, Twitter with like, oh, you know, you're you're such a baby. And it's just like, you want NBA you want NBA players to have a personality. He, you know, obviously the, the mascot is uh, distracting while he's taking a free throw in an empty arena. You know, it was a bit, it was funny, it was humorous for the Arsenal mascot to move. Uh, and then he kind of had a laugh about it. You know, sent his uh, display picture on Twitter to the to a picture of a raptor. <laughs> Joked about the fact they patched things up, and uh, I don't know if you saw, but the Suns are in Indiana today, and the uh, uh, the Phoenix players got introduced uh, with the Jurassic Park music playing that, in the yeah. background, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, there was also an inflatable dinosaur uh, kind of following Devin Booker around the court at times as well. And uh, at one point, Booker actually had some free throws, and he asked for the dinosaur to be brought into his line of sight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, it's every sort of it's funny. You know, it's why the NBA is so entertaining, even when there's not like for reasons other than basketball. And 
you know, you know, obviously I'm a bit biased because so I'm a big Phoenix Suns fan and I love Devin Booker. Um, yeah, it was good to see him kind of poke fun at you, poke fun at himself and have a laugh about the whole situation as well. It's good, clean fun, uh, I think, you know, uh, as opposed to, say, what Russell Westbrook's going through at the moment, getting the uh, cold yeah. advice sort of stabs played for him as uh, he clunks up another brick. So, yeah, I just enjoyed that. There was a laugh had by everyone. I think in the moment he sort of realised he might have overreacted. But from there, yeah. he's taken it on the chin. And uh, I think he's just, I mean, it, it's not like he needed to look any better in the uh, average yeah. NBA fan's eyes, but he looks great now for uh, being able to take a joke and also be part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the time as always, Ben. We'll keep up with your work at Perth Now Local and the West Australian. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. No worries, Peter. Thanks, mate. That is Ben Smith, sports reporter for Perth Now Local with uh, many, many more bylines in the West Australian as we speak as well. Joining us on the Overnight Crowd to look back on A-League men's and women's action from today and also update you on some of the postponements and also give you a bit of a preview of the English Premier League action going on for this match day round as well. So let us know your thoughts. 0433981116. We'd love to hear from you on the Overnight Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91